welcome to P-Cube, the one and only Pokemon Cube podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Connor Lavelle. Connor, happy new year. How are things going? Happy new year, Andrew. Things are going very I've, I've had a great new year. Really excited to uh, to be starting this new podcast. And uh, yeah, just having a good time overall. Yeah. Um, do you do anything for New Year's? Do you just kind of hang out? I know COVID's been around, so <laughs> I just kind of stayed home. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a downer. Uh, no, no, I, I did stay home, but I had a really nice time just uh, with uh, my girlfriend. And it was a good time. Good. Well, so if you're listening now, you're hearing the first episode of this Cube podcast. Basically, as the name implies, it's all about Pokemon Cube. Um, if you don't know what cube is, you come to the right place. We'll cover that later. Uh, I kind of wanted to go at least to like our background with like maybe playing Pokemon, the format. Uh, I'm been playing in for about three years, maybe four. Started in 2017, so I guess four now. Time flies. Um, that's actually where I met Connor. Connor and I both play from St. Louis. Uh, we both attended tournaments together. Connor actually got me into cube. Um, Connor, your background's a little bit longer than mine because you've been playing for a lot longer. Why don't you go about that? <laughs> I, I guess I technically started playing in 2009. That was my first tournament. But uh, I, I really was more competitive by 2011, where I got my first regional top four. Uh, and then after that, I played very competitively with quite a few uh, high-placing finishes until 2018. Um, in 2018, I played more competitively than I ever had. And I, I wrote for a couple of websites. Uh, and then I kind of burned out uh i say kind of but i, I really burned <laughs> out and uh and i have not really played competitively since um but i was first introduced to cube in uh in 2017 i believe by alex cook and uh, i'd read about it already i think i'd read his article uh, but there was an article or two out about it i'd read what, it what article really cool. was that don't remember the name it might be um the the cube root something like that uh, it, it, alex cook's article i don't have it on me but yeah so i had read his article i was really excited to play the format but it, it was probably about a year before i had actually gotten the chance to play it and then he was in town staying with a good friend of mine and uh and i played it for the first time and and it just uh <laughs> it's it's been a wild ride since then um since then i have played more cubes than i can count i've played more different cubes than i can count i i run the pokemon cube discord server um, i'm an admin for legend box although legend box doesn't usually need a whole lot of admining um but yeah i i'm very very involved with cube and i really enjoy it I just did some searching. It is the cube root. That's, oh, awesome. That's like my favorite like cube article out there. So I was trying to, I, that name rang the bells. So I was trying to see if that was the right one. Yeah, I remember like when I got, I was like starting, when I started playing more competitively, of course I started coming to Yeti Gaming. Shout out to Yeti Gaming, by the way. Amazing people. <laughs> Big shout out. Not uh, sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored, but we love them. Um, that's what I mean. Like I met, uh, met you there and I actually remember drafting like Jack Carter's cube for like, for fun and like i showed up not knowing what's going on and then like, you guys kind of filled me in um and then i remember when i was going to build a cube like you, uh you were like the first person i went to and you gave me all these resources so you know you kind of got me into the form you got me hooked on the format yeah it was it was kind of funny i feel like i was a big advocate for cube um basically as soon as i played it the first time as soon as i played it the first time i 
uh, you know, I tried to get the local community into it. I'm like, guys, yeah. you got to get together. We got to do this thing. And then um, we had a couple of guys locally, Jack Carter and Eddie Comiant build some cubes. Um, very shortly after Alex came to town. Um, so we had a couple of good ways to play locally. And, uh, but it, it funny, fun little fact. Uh, I didn't actually build a cube until 2020. Uh, like the summer of 2020 was the first time I ever built one. Yeah, that's right. You, you would like help us all build our cubes and then you just wouldn't have a cube. <laughs> you didn't need uh, one. <laughs> I felt like it was, it was time at some point to yeah. uh, put one together. But uh, no, I, I enjoyed just kind of playing and experiencing all the different cubes that were out there. So so did you, you, you started, so when you met Alex, and well, you cubed his cube, I'm assuming, right? Uh, was that like mid- 2017 did you remember when that was because I, I remember i was like at like the end of i think was it maybe december might have been 2018 actually now that I think you know, about it the more that i think about it it might have actually been 2016 so 2017 i i, I remember years by the format at internationals uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so 2017 was the year that um trash lynch garbador drampa zoroark and all that Right, the Utard one. Right. And I, yeah, I, I think it was that year. Oh, so I like, don't think it was the year before. I think it was that year. So like the last year was in Indianapolis? Yes. Yeah, it was definitely in Indianapolis. Okay, so, so that would have been like summer of 2017. Yeah, yeah, summer of 2017. That sounds right. Oh, so that's kind of cool because then like... Uh at the end of that year that's when i would have gotten into cube because then you would have you would have been <laughs> spearheading that at, at yeti because <laughs> that's like i i think i got there when it started when everyone was starting to get into it because jack already built his cube and then i think you guys drafted it a couple times so yeah that's yeah. kind of cool i didn't I actually didn't know like when you actually got into cube yeah it was uh probably probably not too long before that um I, I had always loved drafting in general, mm -hmm. uh, just like different drafting games and that kind of thing. Obviously, Pokemon, not the best game to draft, but I, I did even <laughs> enjoy drafting Pokemon back then before like I had really been introduced to Cube. Um, and uh, so once uh, once I saw, I found Cube, it was uh, it was a whirlwind <laughs> from there. It, it was kind of crazy because, I mean, like before that, I mean, I guess same experience. I mean, I've drafted like I'm, I only really ever played Pokemon. So, like, I didn't have, like, a lot of magic draft experience, but I've drafted, I think mean, I drafted Pokemon, which, I mean, like, we all kind of know is, like, if you're going to do it, you don't do it for the strategic fun, you do it for the chaos. <laughs> it's yeah, not really yeah. a lot to do. So, then, like, when I went to Cube, and it's so, like, different, it just, like, blew my mind, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's it's just a totally different experience. Yeah, I, I remember, uh, I think, probably the last or second to last booster draft I ever did of Pokemon. I uh, I think I won with seven separate one one lines, Sounds and then right. and then six copies of roller skates. Six copies. Six copies. Your of deck must I, have been I, so I, consistent if you hit. That. I used to have a picture of it, but I I don't think I have it anymore. But yeah, it was it was absolutely wild. I didn't think that there was any feasible way that I could have won, but it turns out roller skates are pretty good if nobody else has any draw at all. <laughs> so, was it was it forty or sixty cards? It's forty cards. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
even in like a 60 card deck that's still a lot but then you got a 40 card deck that's like that's such a heavy amount that's funny. yeah it, it makes your 711 lines um actually pretty consistent then <laughs> so that's amazing but yeah then you go to cube and it's like it's like nothing like that it's very well if it's done right of course it's it's a lot more like there's a lot more depth which is what i appreciate definitely there's <laughs> and almost uh I feel like it's hard to quantify exactly how much depth there is to cube as a whole. Like each individual cube is going to be very easy to kind of dive into and find, you know, what lines are interesting, what synergies are interesting. But overall, like there, are, there are not an infinite number of possibilities, but there are close to an infinite number of possibilities to where I think you could pretty much find unique cubes forever. And you could always keep learning and you could always keep discovering. So that actually that plays really well uh, into why this podcast exists. So just some background. Uh, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while. Uh, it's just, you know, with the time constraints and everything, it's always been kind of hard to figure one out. But now that I've graduated, I can I have more time on my hands. So I started going through, like, you know, ideas. And, like, I wanted to, like, maybe interview people, get people on here. And, Connor, obviously, you're, like, one of the first people I would interview because we have, you know, so much to talk about about Cube. And because of that, like, I would just think of more and more things we could talk about. And it became this, like, honestly, like, I could fill a whole page worth of ideas. And then it's just, well, why don't we just do a cute podcast? And then I reached out to you, and then you were so excited about it, which then, you know, now we're here. I mean, Cube's got, Pokemon Cube specifically has just so much, I don't know, variety. There's so many things to it, you know? How do you feel about that? I, I agree. I, I feel like, so, um... I recently wrote a big article about Cube, and while I was writing it, I, I thought, like, I could write an article about every single one of these points, like a totally separate article, because there's just so much to learn and to know, and so many things change depending on how a Cube is built, uh, what special rules people are playing, um, even just, like, the very basic things, like how big is your deck, how many packs are you drafting, like... Mm -hmm. um, there are so many different aspects to it that you can change. And every single time you make a change like that, it can have huge consequences. So um, as a result, it's just layer upon layer upon layer of, of depth. Yeah, and that's something we definitely want to get into as time goes on. This feels like we were talking earlier before the show and we just kept coming up with ideas. And, you know, it's a good feeling, but man, it's just hard to explain just like, how crazy a concept the cube is for Pokemon and like how much you can talk about. And there's not really a lot out there, right? Would you say? Yeah, I would say given the amount there is to know, mm -hmm. the amount of information there is, is very low. There is more information now than there ever has been. Right. Um, which is great. And, and information is easier to find than it's ever been. And there's more information being produced and more content being produced than there's ever been, but there's still very little. In, in the spectrum of everything, there is not a lot of content coming out for Cube. Yeah, um, so... And there's not a lot to find. Yeah, so definitely, like, this is a, this is hopefully going to be an attempt to, you know, sort of fill some of that void. Because um, Connor and I, I know I can speak for Connor here, we both love the format, uh, both hugely <laughs> involved. And and I think, I think hopefully listeners get a lot out of it and the fact that maybe there's stuff you didn't think about or maybe you're just tuning in to this format you didn't know about and hopefully you find you know what we found in it or at least you know something cool because the format is really cool if you if you don't know about it um there's a lot to dig into and of course we'll cover later but yeah with that 
we're going to kind of close out this intro. Uh, and if you are kind of listening to this and you maybe don't know what Cube is, I encourage you to, to stay tuned because uh, after the break, we're going to talk about, about what the format is and how you could actually start drafting it today. So hold on one second. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. So again, if you're tuned into this podcast and you might not be the most filled in on what Cube is, this might be a new format to you, uh, welcome. You're going to get a lot of information about what exactly the format entails and um, stuff like that. So I guess like kind of the first thing we should probably talk about is like, what is Cube? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and Cube breaks down very simply to a pre-constructed pool of cards that you create random or semi-random packs out of not going to go too much into that but you yeah. create random packs out of and then you draft them and usually that is going to be a pass draft where you open one pack you take one card from that pack and then you pass that cube to the person sitting next to you and then you get the pack coming in from the person on your other side and and you repeat that process until you have drafted all the cards. So you have drafted all the packs. And then from there, you build your deck. Usually you get basic energy for free. Um, so you don't have to draft that. And, uh, and once you've built your deck, then you play each other. You play off. Some people like to play round robin. Some people just like to play three rounds of Swiss until there's an undefeated. Uh, you know, no, no right way to do it. Mm -hmm. One way, some ways take longer than others. Some people like to play longer than others, but uh, no matter what, it, it's simple at its core. It is not a complicated thing. Yeah. It's kind of like if you like took a booster box and you're going to draft it with your friends, but instead of the packs being random, you basically pick the cards that were going to be in the, you know, in the set, quote unquote. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like doing a booster draft, except it's, you know, you, you pick the cards. You essentially are like the, you know, the game designer which is neat like you got you got a lot of cute people who make cubes you get a lot of uh you see a lot of their personality come out into it stuff they like to play it's very personal in that kind of respect um yeah yeah i think um i think every single cube i've ever played at least somewhat reflects what the cube builder enjoys in cube yeah so, and uh, what's funny is it's not even a pokemon thing this actually originated in magic right yeah um yeah, it's originally a magic thing. I actually think uh, Arena supports like an official like cube, right? They like an online cube. Yes, it does. They're uh, they have run it a couple of times. I think it's running now as of the recording of this episode. If it's not, it's just finished. Cool. Yeah. So but it's like a very it, like popular yeah. format in like other card games. It just happened to work its way over to Pokemon, <laughs> which is yeah. And Magic Online has run it has run cubes for a long time. Yeah, so hopefully one day Pokemon will integrate something. But <laughs> hopefully, the survey. What's kind of funny though is like you hear a name like Cube, and it, I feel like having like you know you know the format like it kind of makes sense, but then like you start to like dig into it, and it's like why do like no one like why do we even call it Cube, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny. Um, we we talked a little bit about this um, before this segment, and um, it. So no, nobody really knows yeah, nobody where knows. the name came from. Nobody knows why it's called Cube. There are like, you know, theories like, oh, you know, it was originally in like a cubic box or whatever, but nobody really has a good idea of, of who came up with the word and how it got started. 
Yeah, actually, um, it's funny you say that because that's like the that's like the most common thing. I think people like I guess consensus would be is uh, it was like in a cube shaped box. And I would like to know what box that was because I have yet to see a cube in a cube shaped box. <laughs> I agree. I don't know how you would store that. Like, I don't know <laughs> what cube shaped box is made to store cars. Because it would be a shoe box. A shoe box is a rectangle. It's like, a... <laughs> yeah. All of the card boxes that I have seen are rectangular. And I'm sure that somebody is going to send us a picture of like a square card box and and we're gonna be wrong but i hope so i really hope that happens i would love to be proven wrong <laughs> the ultimate cube storage device do, do you know like where it started i know but do you know where what started we're like that we're like this like like where like the people start saying cube came from no i, I don't know where that started actually so like what's been like so it's like what's talking about so i, I to preference, I think, like, cubes kind of existed probably for, like, longer than, like, a specific date. But, um, like, the people... Actually, I should phrase that. The people who actually started calling it cube was, like, this group of people in, like, Canada. In, like, Toronto. <laughs> so that's actually where the name came from. was, like, this group in, like, Canada started calling it cube. And they started to just, like, catch on. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard that before. So, like, some guy in, like, Canada, like, they were, like... I guess, like, they... You could just call it, like, you know, like custom bootstrapped or whatever and they just called it cube and then people people write about it um they they call it cube <laughs> it just sort of came from there it's just really funny right. <laughs> anyway that's just a little bit of uh, i guess cube history for for what little exists uh we, we can go into more i guess like as far as pokemon's concerned there's different types of cubes right there's like mutant draft which is like what takes like the evolution rules and just sort of says hey it's any of the same type it just evolves from that or you have your you know your more traditional Place, but like is there what other like ways do people like switch up like cubes like design wise uh so so as far as evolution um generally you have just the mutant or traditional i have seen cubes where um you call or you count uh fully evolved pokemon as basic whether that be stage one whether that be stage twos you just play them so straight like, down from your hand there are no okay. pre-evolved pokemon it's like anything goes yeah yeah it's it's interesting i think it's a very rare format in general but it does exist mm-hmm um i would say in general traditional draft is a little bit more popular than mutant uh, as far as like how many of them are built mm -hmm. uh, but mutant is very popular in pokemon as far uh, as drafting and... goes right because i know in like pre i don't like you're doing like a custom like i was just saying like an actual booster box draft like that's a little bit harder to do when you're not when you don't break the rules because you don't necessarily get all the pokemon lines right yeah, and I definitely think it comes from that. I think mm -hmm. the prevalence of mutant in Pokemon Cube comes from the prevalence of mutant in Pokemon Draft. Yeah. So, um, but there there are differences that come from mutant versus traditional drafting rules. Um, mm -hmm. Mutant drafts are going to be faster because you the cards that you have to find are less specific. Mm -hmm. um, drafting in a traditional cube is going to be a little bit more difficult because you have to assess how valuable your basics are and whether you think you're going to be able to wheel certain parts of your line or whether you can get into something late. Whereas with Mutant, a lot of the time, you're not going to have to worry quite so much about that. You're going to have strong Pokemon at every point in that line. Um, so it can be a little bit... It is, it is both more and less approachable to new players. If you have a playgroup that is very familiar with Pokemon and not familiar with Cube, then Mutant is very approachable. But if you have a playgroup that is not even familiar with Pokemon, then Mutant is not approachable, I would say, at all. Um, if you if you recognize cards at face value, then Mutant is going to be easy, in general, to draft. 
This is a little uh, bit of a side question, but do you feel like balancing a meat and cube is harder than a traditional, just because power absolutely. level? Absolutely. Absolutely. Balancing a mutant cube is significantly more difficult because part of the fun of mutant is putting powerful Pokemon everywhere. Right. Putting powerful Pokemon at basic, at stage one, at stage two. And then you, so, so in a traditional draft format where you have a basic, a stage one, and a stage two, so you have like, say, Shinx, Luxio, Luxray, you don't usually have to worry about Shinx and Luxio being too strong. Right. They're, they're not that big of a deal. Uh, funny that I picked that example, actually, because there is a Luxio that is often played that is very powerful, but uh, that, that's a rare more, more or less, the general consensus yeah. is your, your evolving cards should not be, like, dominating the cube. <laughs> right. But in Mutant, that can be the case. And, right. and you can intend for that to happen. Like, you can put a Stage 1 in your Mutant cube that is deliberately stronger than a lot of the Stage 2s it evolves into if that's what you want your mutant cube to be. So right. it's, uh, it's very difficult to balance in a lot of cases just because you have, to, you have to look at literally every single card for balance. Whereas in a traditional cube, you only really have to look at like the line toppers and, and the big basics and you know some of the, the trainers, but usually trainers are not such a big concern with balancing. Uh, but there, there are fewer cards that you have to keep in mind and fewer cards you have to look at. So balancing a mutant cube, definitely more difficult. Um, I would say in general, mutant cubes are less balanced than traditional cubes, but they're also, it's not impossible. You, you yeah. can have a balanced mutant cube. So there's a lot of depth, though. There's like two different like, you know, ways you can go about it as far as your traditional rules or your mutant rules, and you can even deviate from those two. But you have a lot of different, like, there's a lot of flexibility in like how you want to like, you know, set up your cube. Um, right. drafting rules are that's something else too right it's not you can change it up from just like you know take a card pass it right like there's solomon drafts um rochester like you want to talk about that yeah absolutely um and and i do actually want to call back to something that we said that's not really related to mutant versus traditional directly yeah, sure. but, um it is so we're going to talk a lot about balance uh, -huh. uh with cube with all things cube yeah and that's because um one of the biggest goals of a cube builder is just going to be to keep things in relative balance because that's the most fun. Right. It feels bad if somebody at the table is playing cards that are much, much better than the other people at the table. It Standard. feels bad if somebody is playing <laughs> cards that are much, much worse than everybody else at the table. Like that person's not going to have a good time. So balance is really important. And, and for when you kind of level up to the next level of competition, and you look at like the cube discord, which we'll talk about a bit later, where we actually run events and stuff. Well, balance becomes really important because now it's a competitive event if it's its own thing. So um, you'll hear us talk a lot about balance, and uh, and that's just because balance a balanced cube is is the most fun. I think I think people can also relate if you played standard recently. <laughs> when, when one when one deck feels just so much better than the rest of the field, like that's not a lot of fun. Yes, I agree. But yeah, drafting though, um, there's different right, ways you right. can draft, right? Yeah, drafting rules. Um, so, some uh, so generally, like we said earlier, uh, your pass draft is going to be the most common. You open a pack, you pick a card, you pass it. Um, you can do a Rochester draft where the packs are actually drafted face up, and you draft one pack at a time. Everybody goes around the table picking their cards, and um, and and you draft the whole cube that way. That one takes a lot more time, but it is mm -hmm. a lot of fun just to like kind of see what everybody's doing and try and get in people's way and. Um, there's a Solomon draft, which is kind of like a toned down Rochester, much better for a smaller pool of players. 
um, you have four cards face up. Um, you, you essentially just have the cube in a big stack. And then you have uh, four cards revealed. Player one picks one, player two pick two, player one gets the last one again. You just go back and forth over and over until uh, until eventually. I, I like that one a lot. That one's a lot of fun because there's a lot of, uh, I don't know that's mind games, but it's, it's you got to think about what's the, what's the best worst card you can give your opponent. <laughs> I always yeah, love that. Yeah. The, the level of interaction is a lot higher there. Um, and in a sense, I do think those kind of draft styles are less difficult to master. Right. Than, um, than just even traditional pass draft. Because traditional pass draft, a lot of the skill of that is picking up on small hints. Right. And um, with, a, with a Rochester, with a Solomon, like, you, you don't have to pick up on any hints. Like, this dude just picked yeah, stars out of You're kind you of playing, like, playing detective when you're drafting, like, you know, when you're, when you're doing normal draft. Because, you know, let's just say, like, I see, like, a a trico one pack and then like a subtile another pack and then i don't see any of those come back well i guess someone's drafting subtile <laughs> right so yeah you, uh, you do have to think of you, you when you when you get more comfortable with drafting you can start thinking about those things there's a lot of depth to that and, and those signals are a lot harder to pick uh pick up on than actually seeing somebody take a card face up i would say right um and the last uh the last different draft style would be grid. Grid draft, once again, good for two or four players. can also be fine for three. Um, that one's a little bit more complicated. I recommend you Googling it if you want to get into grid drafting. It is a lot of fun for two players. It's pretty fast, too. What which exactly, is like, like broadly, like what? I'm actually not familiar with grid draft. So for two players, you play with a three by three. And with uh, three or four, you play with a four by four. Okay. But what it amounts to is you reveal that number of cards face up. Oh, okay. And in, th uh, I'll just I'll just speak of it in terms of a two-person grid draft. Yeah, go for it. Let's try um, to get the, the idea. Yeah. So you have a three-by-three three grid of cards, essentially. You have a square. Player one picks a line. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't go diagonal. So you pick a line horizontally or a line vertically. Okay. And then player two picks a line. And so sometimes player two gets only two cards. Sometimes they get three cards. Uh, and then the rest of the cards that are face up actually just get discarded. They go away. Oh, wow. They don't exist. Play anymore. That's fun. Um, and then you go to the next pack. And for two people, it is uh, 18 packs of nine for, for magic rules. For Pokemon, you'd probably do more. But if you have a smaller cube, then probably don't need to do any more than that. Um, Usually Pokemon drafts are a little bit more demanding than Magic. If you do have cube experience in Magic, um, just because Pokemon, it's it's very easy for a Pokemon deck to not come together if an important mm -hmm. stage two is not in the draft pool. Um, so you generally need to draft the whole thing, um, unless you're playing Mutant, and then then <laughs> you can do it how you want. But um, so yeah, Grid's Grid's super fun. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. That one's more obscure, I think. Yeah, it. I think it has definitely more prevalence in the Magic community. Sure, I can see that. Um, because I think a lot of the people that are playing Cube in Pokemon have like a, a play group of four to six players where pass drafting just makes sense. But if you do have a small group, if you have a group of two to four consistently uh, in your house, even two to four people that enjoy Cube, then Grid Draft phenomenal way to play that i definitely re recommend googling that uh it's not hard to learn but it, it's 
I don't remember all the rules off the top of my head. So well, we can put some. If you're watching this on YouTube, we'll put some links in the description. If you want to check that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But more commonly, I guess, like if you were going to draft a cube, you usually probably expect like uh, like the normal like pass pass draft, right? Like you right. take a card, yeah. pass it, just like you would like a regular draft. Yeah, unless somebody says otherwise, I'm going to expect the cube is a pass draft. Yeah. Um, so then, like, when you get into, like, the Pokemon themselves, um, it, usually I feel like we, it, some cubes, like, you utilize EXs. I guess it kind of depends on era, like, but normally it's, like, I guess, like, Pokemon terms, like, one prize Pokemon, like, the normal, like, evolutionary lines. Um, like, what do you, what do you think? Um, I, I don't know. There, there are a lot of interesting rules that you can, that, that can come into play there. Yeah. Um, so... Um, for starters, not not every cube is going to play with the same number of prizes at all. So some cubes uh, are going to play like a forty card deck with four prizes. Sometimes you're going to play a sixty card deck with six prizes. Um, but uh, but with EXs, sometimes the power level indicates that an EX still needs to be worth two prizes. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the power level indicates that an EX can can be one prize and be in balance with the rest of the cube. This is especially the case with old lowercase EXs coming out of the third gen sets. If you're playing with a lot of cards from fourth and fifth generation, you can find some really neat cards in there where if you just say, okay, this is worth one prize, then they become fantastic inclusions in a cube that would have a higher power level than that era. Um, you can um, you can actually add two prize rules for Pokemon. Um, a couple right. of my favorites. So in my own cube, uh, any evolved Pokemon with 140 or more HP is considered an EX, and I, I intentionally made those Pokemon uh, have stronger attacks. I, I didn't change the text on the card, um, but I, I made sure that Pokemon with that HP benchmark were very powerful. Um, yeah, so it, I... it felt like they were worth two prizes. Um, primes are, are fantastic uh, two prizers if you're playing a lower power level. Stuff like that. I remember in my, I mean, you've drafted my tiny cube. It's a, it's a mutant cube for like two to four people. <laughs> yes. Um, just that's a four prize format with like my stage twos are actually worth two prizes just to offset the the power level. So that's always like an easy way to like balance in some in some respects where you can, if you if, like like in your example like those Pokemon. As I've drafted your cube before, and like those Pokemon that are at that peak. I mean, like it makes it feel more fair to play something powerful when it's worth more prizes. <laughs> Definitely, and and you can include some cards that you know. You look at the card when you're building the queue. You're like, oh, you know, this is gonna be this is gonna be a little bit much in context with the rest of the line or the rest of the Pokemon in the cube, and then you say, okay, well, it's worth two prizes, mm -hmm. and um, then it suddenly becomes a lot more reasonable. Yeah. So, I guess like in in, in summary, so like if you're walking into a cube for the first time, you can expect all sorts of rules. I mean, like people might just play like you know the the normal. Like, I guess as far as, like, you know, some po probably normal Pokemon rules, but, like, you know, they can be a case where, you know, maybe certain Pokemon are worth more prizes. Maybe some Pokemon are only worth, like, one prize when they wouldn't be otherwise. So that kind of brings us into our last thing as far as, like, differences. Well, I guess there's a few more, but, like, starting rules are usually, like, different depending on the power level, right? Yeah, yeah. Depending on the, the era, depending on the people building the cube, uh, generally there, there are three kind of golden areas where you want to be with your starting rules for a cube even if you are building a cube that is not in one of these eras um 
the starting rules from third generation uh, with all the ruby and sapphire sets, the starting rules from diamond and pearl, and the, the current starting rules actually uh, can be very balanced in some cubes. There are also some modifications to starting rules that I've seen which limit um, like being able to attach an energy on the first turn, which I really like. I haven't been able to test with that myself, but I, I think there's a lot of potential there because being able to attach going first is very good. Um, so, but but those three, Ruby, Sapphire, Diamond, and Pearl, current starting rules are generally the most balanced. There is an element of skill in all three of those deciding whether you want to go first or second. And the player who wins the flip is not necessarily at an advantage just because they did. Right, like you think uh, about like current sword and shield rules, like not being able to play a supporter on turn one is huge. <laughs> If your deck needs right. to play a supporter, like Bills, like, you know, getting three Pokemon out, or like Bridget, I guess, better example. Like, stuff like that, or, you know, any sort of, like, setup can be impacted by not having that reliability. Yeah, definitely. And and it doesn't take a lot of plays of a cube where you can do everything on the first turn. Um, where your opponent goes, like, turn one Bridget, beacon with the Lolan Vulpix, surge for two evolutions, and you're like, <laughs> well, I'm already just, like, insanely far behind. Right, yeah, it feels awful. Yeah, it, it feels very bad. <laughs> so, um, going with one of those three where there are some restrictions on the player going first, definitely ideal. Um, play with what you like. I mean, I right. mean, try whatever out different starting rules. If you find that you like certain starting rules more than others, or, or even a set of starting rules that we haven't talked about, then go with that. But um, in general, those seem to be, uh, from from all the different cubes that I've played, those are my three favorites. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely echo that too. Like, that's the nice thing about Cube. It's very personal. It's like, what do you like to play? Like, what's fun for you? Like, you don't have to, like, conform to a certain way. So, like, if you like playing current rules, that's fine. Like, if you like playing DP rules, that's also fine. It's whatever works best. Definitely. And that's, like, the last uh, thing in that kind of thing is mulligans, right? Pokemon doesn't really have, like, a... I mean, the po normal Pokemon mulligan system is no basic in hand reveal and your opponent gets a card. But there's no, like... It's not like magic where like you can like mulligan a hand away that's not great and just sacrifice right. a card. Um, right. Pokemon Pokemon could take uh, a lot of inspiration, <laughs> I think, from other card games. Um, other card games have really good mulligan rules. Hearthstone has great mulligan rules. Um, magic has pretty solid mulligan rules. Um, Generally, though, especially in cube where decks are not going to be as consistent as in standard, but even in standard Pokemon, I think, would, would benefit from a mulligan rule. Um, but, uh, you know, just a lot of the time what we do in cube league is um, we say that uh, you have one optional mulligan where you can look at your hand with a basic in it and say this hand is not playable. Or, or for whatever reason you decide you don't want that hand, you can shuffle it back and draw a new hand. Now, if your new hand is unplayable, that, that's tough luck. But usually <laughs> yeah. if your deck is consistent, that's not going to happen. Um, that's generally referred and, to uh, as like a gentleman's mulligan, right? Yeah, gentleman's mulligan is what we call it. I think it's generally referred to similarly. Um, and then the other one, we use this one for Team Cube because Team Cube is best of one. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the starting rules from U150, which some of our listeners might be familiar with, some might not. Essentially, 
in U150, you draw the number of cards that are equal to your hand plus your prizes. And then you actually decide which cards out of that total go into your prizes and which ones stay as your hand. And then you shuffle up your prizes so you don't know exactly where they are. Oh, that's interesting. I've actually never heard of that. I really like it for best of one because best of one cube, even with the gentleman's mulligan, there are plenty of games where one player hits garbage and one player hits the nuts and, and then it's over. And it's not fun to be on either side of that because right. you're playing cube for fun. Like you're not playing cube for prizes or anything. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> not like uh, a cube maybe, regional. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe, maybe if your friends have like, put some money in a pot for the winner then sure but um you know you, you want to play real games with cube and uh and i like those rules for best of one i will say in some cube some cubes are a lot better with it than others um so some cubes you can have like absolutely wild starts if you draw 13 cards so definitely play with it see what see what you like the most um and, uh, you know, we're always trying to work with things with the events that we run, and I encourage everybody else to do the same. But um, I, I really, really strongly encourage trying out some sort of mulligan rule just to, just to help games be better. I, th I think the gentleman's mulligan is pretty safe. Like, it's, you know, there's not a lot that can really... It's just, like, one free mulligan per game. Like, right. No one is... No one is getting a crazy start off yeah. of one gentleman's mulligan. I mean, like, you know, you can get very lucky, but you could do that off your first hand, too. Like, right. nothing... You are not overwhelmingly more likely to <laughs> get a crazy hand. You are overwhelmingly more likely to get a playable hand, which is the goal. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's safe, like you said. And something else, too, um, about, like, as far as, like, different rules for cube... Uh, one thing I'm, I'm I'm familiar with people in our area like to do, and uh, myself included, is like lost zoning certain power cards that might be broken if not like you know not lost zone. Like uh, I know from my cube, I always like give everybody a copy of Lysander at the start and say, hey, it's a lost zone when you play it, and that kind of helps keep like it helps keeping the game becoming like okay, Gus, Gus, Gus. And I know other people look like lost zone like oh, cards of lost zone, Ace specs, uh, stuff like that. I think that helps. I think it helps like sort of balance certain cards. I think in some respects, like if, if you have to always lost zone like one card, like you should consider is it worth being in the cube. But like in general, I think that's something that comes up a lot when you say. Yeah, definitely, and and I think that those kinds of rules can allow you to put things in your cube that would otherwise like if you could get them back, they would be too powerful. Right. Um, cool cards like Life Do or old powerhouses like Professor Oak, like Item Finder, Energy Removal. Uh, I don't see energy removal a lot in cubes anymore because I think people have kind of come to the consensus that mm -hmm. it, it's too powerful for most cubes, uh, but not all. And uh, and some people will play it in their cube, totally good. Yeah. Uh, although it, it's usually for the best to lost zone that in all but the absolute highest power of cube. Uh, it, it can really allow you to play really neat power cards that make games memorable without making them problematic. Yeah, so that's also so. There's like a lot of flexibility with how you want to approach your cube too, or if you if you're going into a cube draft, like you can you can expect to see different rules like that to help balance cards and make things more interesting and like you know, a little bit better. Um, I've also seen like um, I've also seen people do with kind of like wacky things, like 
maybe like a it's like almost i've seen one person do like a lottery draft almost like where you got like a if you drafted like these like specific cards like you would get like a random prize at the end so maybe you got like a entire like pokemon line maybe you got some consistency like i've seen people like mix it up like that too and that's cool that's neat yeah uh recently mike gibbs one of the one of the admins of the cube group um he has been building a cube where actual cards in the draft are numbers for a rochester draft after the end of a cube so you can draft draft spots in the rochester oh okay wait so so there's like a card on it and it just says one and like that that's your card for the round that's if you valuable. take it but it yeah exactly it's it's very valuable because you get the first pick in this rochester and it also you're not necessarily worse off though if you don't end up with even any picks in the mm -hmm. rochester because if you just have really good cards up against the rochester cards then not a big deal but um just stuff like you know i love different rules they're super fun i mean part of the fun for me of playing different cubes and playing new cubes is seeing what ways people have come up with to kind of innovate yeah and uh if you've got an idea then it, it might just be the next best thing i think it also kind of plays into like the person's like personality or preferences too like if you got more of like a fun spontaneous person they might lean towards like wacky rules you know like something fun but like you know, there's also people who want to be very deliberate and very like straightforward with things too and i think that's also there's fun in that too so i definitely love that about cube like there's a lot of uh, personality involved definitely absolutely so then um oh i guess the last thing about different rules is um kind of a weird thing with pokemon is that in the beginning we had what they weren't they were called what poke powers <laughs> poke oh something. yeah poke so powers yeah, Poke Powers, Poke Bodies. Oh. They're called something before that, and then now we have oh, ability. Okay, Pokemon Powers. Yeah. So like, yeah. there's like a bunch of different like text wordings. So what you might expect to see is different people rule them in different ways. Like sometimes people say everything's abilities. I think the one I'm the most familiar with is if an ability needs to be declared. Like if you think like trade from Zorak, where I have to like use this ability. Um, that's like that's like a poke power and then if it's something that's like always like online like if you think like vile plume with this irritating pollen um that's something you have to like declare like that's a body like that's the most common thing i'm familiar with as far as like attempting to balance that um, i'm curious to see what what you've experienced so like cube league and everything i've experienced a lot of different ways and there are not a lot of places in cube where i will say like one way is definitively better than the others but this mm -hmm. is one of them where i will uh i do think that splitting pokemon powers and abilities into poke powers and poke bodies is by far the best way to approach them in any cube where both exist yeah or all of them exist so if, if your entire cube is like modern cards and you only have abilities then that's it then just leave them as abilities i mean they, they were written to be abilities and that's totally good but if you have a cube that's built from cards you know across pokemon's history like is very common you have pokemon powers you have poke bodies poke powers and abilities then making some kind of consistency to that and and splitting them into powers and bodies generally is going to be the best um a lot of the time you run into some some major issues with balance if you just say okay everything's an ability mm -hmm. because you know maybe there's an old pokemon printed and it says all pokemon's poke bodies don't work and you know that's not that big of a deal like it, it's going to hurt some decks more than others but 
nobody exactly is going to cease to function for the most part off of that. But if that suddenly says all of the abilities don't work, well, now a lot of decks are not going to be able to draw cards. Like, if you have uh, an ability-centric strategy, then it's just not going to work, like Embor or something like that. Um, there, there are a lot of places where that can go awry. So I definitely think split activated abilities and Pokemon powers into Poke powers, split static ones into Poke bodies, you're going to have a much better time. So then, I guess, like, you know, thinking about it, like, how do you then, how would you rule something like Hex? That's just, like, abilities. Like, is that just, like, a judgment call based on the cube, or do you just poke up powers, or what do you I've think? I've seen, seen it ruled in a couple of ways. Generally, if something refers to all abilities, then um, then just saying everything is good. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, Hex Maniac just shuts up everything for a turn, and that's fine. Um, Pokemon was pretty conservative with abilities and card effects that completely shut off abilities um, there are very few of them compared to earlier on there were lots of different effects that interacted with poke powers and poke bodies so there are not enough effects that target abilities that would be problematic that it really causes that much of an issue so usually abilities just anything that refers to abilities or pokemon powers it applies to both, and that's a pretty safe way to go about it. Yeah, not to go out on a tangent, but it's kind of funny because as you said that, I was like thinking about it about like how Pokemon hasn't printed a lot of like ability removing cards. But like, I mean, you're definitely right. What's funny is like you think about like Garbotoxin and like how like prevalent that's always been, and like it's funny yeah. how that that one card, same with Hex, which is now banned and expanded, is like <laughs> they print one card with ability like, and it's just played for like ever. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And and before it was not like that. When when bodies and powers were a thing, mm -hmm. I mean, they printed tons and tons of different attacks and powers and bodies and it's so, stadiums it's so and all like, kinds of oppressive. Stuff. Which is, I mean, like yeah. depending on in so separate from cube, like in the format can be like you know sometimes it's broken, sometimes it's just good, you know. But in cube, and that's why I definitely agree with like what you're saying about like the split between powers and bodies. It's just what makes sense. I think you run into problems like that when you when you like separate everything like abilities, powers, bodies, and then like abilities turned off everything like then stuff like yeah. hex becomes just like absurd with like certain cards and then like powers and stuff doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. definitely I definitely agree with the whole you know making everything either like you know a body or a power from that perspective I think is always really effective. Um. So we covered a lot of ground here. I kind of just want to recap just before we move on. As far as the different rules, I mean, you have your you have your additional or your your traditional evolution lines or a mutant, which is kind of just the same types. Different drafting rules, whether like it's just you know passing the pack to the person to your left or right, or you're drafting face up. You have variety there. Um, you have variety in how you want to do your uh, your prize and your pack counts, like, and how you want to do like handle your starting rules. Um, so there's a lot and, uh, out there. One one little addition that I do want to make to the drafting rules is yeah. uh, that that we uh, glossed over a little bit was um, this I've seen, especially for cubes that are designed to be drafted quickly or cubes that are designed for new players, um, where you just draft the line topper. So you just, like, say, draft a Typhlosion, and then you get a Cyndaquil and a Quilava or two of them for free. I've I have seen that seen with that. level Xs before, too. Like, you draft level X, yeah. you get the... Um, it's... Personally, it's not my favorite way to draft... Um, because it does make the draft a lot easier and a little bit less complex. 
but uh, if you are introducing people to Cube or you want the experience to be faster, then that's a great option. Yeah, it's definitely um, got its. It's definitely got its own like qualities to it. I can agree with that. Yeah, but, but I just uh, I just wanted to draw attention to that because I, I do see Cube built that way. So good uh, good idea to mention that. But uh, oh yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of like. I mean, so there's a lot of variety out there, and then I guess the next part of that is like how many cards you put into a cube. I mean, there's all different sizes. Like I think like, I have one cube that's like I think like maybe 360, and then I have another cube that's 740. So like that alone <laughs> is like a wide spectrum to fit at. But I mean, like different cubes, different sizes, it changes a lot of things, right? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, if you have a small play group, then a smaller cube makes sense. If you have a large playgroup, then a larger uh, cube makes sense. If you want to build 40-card decks, then uh, then a smaller cube is going to be perfect for that. If you want to build 60-card decks, then you need to have more cards. Um, it just depends on the experience you want to have. 40-card uh, decks are going to play much faster games. They're going to be very tempo-oriented. 60-card um, decks are going to feel more like a, a regular game of Pokemon. There's going to be a lot of potential for comebacks and more complicated, like, multiple-stage two strategies. Um, so it just, just depends on what you want to do. But um, I've seen as small as, like, a 240-card cube built for two people and as large. Generally, I think, like, the top end of size uh, should be about 720. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have seen cubes that are specifically designed to be drafted in certain ways. Uh, I, I know there's like a thousand or twelve hundred card cube out there Jeez. where uh, you you draft two cards at a time. Um, but oh, it, I see. Okay. I do think the deck building process in that would would still be very difficult because yeah. you have so many so cards many options. Um, having having lots of options can be good, but it can also be overwhelming. So yeah think about that when you're putting together a larger cube especially um sure people's decks are going to probably end up stronger at 720 cards but the amount of time you're going to spend drafting the amount of time you're going to spend building decks uh how difficult it's going to be to make decisions on what you're going to include in your deck those are things that are not immediately obvious but you will you will definitely notice the time commitment and the engagement of your player base if you are playing with a, a count or a set of rules that they don't necessarily find appealing yeah i think that so and let me know if i'm wrong i think the average amount of players are usually six to eight and in 600 is usually like the typical amount right yeah so uh six to eight is going to be the average player uh, mm -hmm. average table size i have seen kind of this new wave of like four to six which i'm a fan of yeah um in in a four to six side or four to six player table um 480 card cube can be really good but uh the the 600 to 672 i say 672 because uh it divides evenly by six seven and eight yeah which is really nice that's usually uh, what influences cute numbers in case anyone was wondering yes <laughs> the number yeah, of you, players you want to have <laughs> you want to have cubes that are divisible by the number of players you have yeah so like generally <laughs> six to uh, eight and then in that case six seven and eight right so uh yeah that that kind of 600 to 672 i find is like kind of the golden range for 60 card decks yeah of course which is which is uh definitely the lion's share of the cubes that i play and and i would say the lion's share of cubes that are built though there are some very, very popular cubes that play with 40 cards it's all kind of just relative to what you're trying to do definitely what the goals are 
Uh, and that kind of brings the other thing. Like people also like utilizing different blocks. Like um, I remember we were drafting that one in Cubely that was like more like Ruby Sapphire, like that yeah. era. And the one we just drafted was more like I guess Common Era X and Y even. So there's a lot of different ways to approach that, right? Yeah, so I mean, if you want to recreate the experience from an era, then then you can absolutely do that with Cube. Um, the the couple of cubes that Andrew just talked about, uh, Davi de Souza's uh, RSPK cube, which is just kind of like a, a highlight cube of the entire Ruby and Sapphire era. Um, we're playing a cube right now that's built to be played on PTCGO, which has cards from Heart Gold Soul Silver and later. I mean, Heart Gold Soul Silver and later. You know that's like half of the game <laughs> at right. this point it's not like a block but um it's not unlimited like there are cards that are not available to you because of that um the the big thing that i will say is that the smaller your card pool gets the more important it is going to be for you to include duplicate cards right um building a singleton wizards of the coast era cube which i've seen attempted many times always results in very inconsistent decks because there are just not enough trainers to go around the table. Uh, so do not be afraid to include multiples of cards, especially if you are building a block cube. Yeah, Singleton being, like, just for anyone who doesn't know, it's like Singleton's more popular in Magic, but it's the idea that every card is unique. Like, you don't have a repeating card. Like, Ultra Ball, you wouldn't have another Ultra Ball. You utilize other cards. That's kind of the idea, right? Right, right. So if you have a big card pool, like if your cube is just unlimited, essentially, which is a very common yeah. thing for cubes to be. But you would um, utilize, like, let's just say I had, like, a Venusaur line. I would have, like, different Bulbasaurs. I would just have one Bulbasaur in the cube. Right. <laughs> could be fun. But... Definitely. <laughs> it, it could be fun. And uh, in high power, too, Singleton is a lot less common. Yeah. Um, because you need decks to be fast and consistent and it's hard to do that with yeah. a singleton cube. Sometimes Pokeball doesn't get you there, you know? Like, you gotta... <laughs> yeah. Pokeball's great when your opponent doesn't hit you for real damage until turn three or four, but when your opponent's gonna smack you in the face for 100 on turn two, it's gonna be a little bit tough for Pokeball to make that... Right. Uh, or to go the distance. So it's all about context in terms of yeah. stuff, like what block you want. And if we keep coming back to that, but it's like, you know, it is all about what whoever's building the cube, like, you know, what, what, what makes sense to you, like, what's fun, so... Yeah, and, and the only thing that matters in Cube is that everybody's having fun, which is why we talk about balance so much. It all just goes back to people having fun. So yeah, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, that actually does sound fun, but I'm in the pandemic, how am I ever going to do this? Um, there actually are several ways you can play like the Cube format online, which has uh, honestly been sort of a new thing in the past like few years. Um, one of the most yeah. prominent ways, like, and Connor can speak more about this, and we have a whole other segment talking about it too, is like uh, over Discord. We have a lot of resources over Discord, right? Definitely. Yeah. Um, really, really, in like the last year and a half, Online Cube has become a thing that people can do. Um, well, a lot of it's too so... because of the, um, the, the drafter that came out for like yeah. Google Sheets. Anyone want to talk about that? Yeah, definitely. So for a long time, uh, there was a player, I don't know his name in real life. His username is Vandergus. Might be Sam Gustafson? I would know. Me. <laughs> but he wrote a drafter in Google Sheets where you could bring in card data from an API that is specifically made for Pokemon. And um, 
and you could use that to draft. And um, we used that drafter for a long time because for a while it was the only way that you could draft cube for Pokemon online. Um, and uh, over time, Best Pal Al, another admin in the cube group, has made some incredible modifications to that drafter. So I do still think it's the best way to draft cube online. Um, super easy to use. There are tons and tons of amazing functionalities now as far as visualization. Um, you can basically just type the name of a Pokemon into or, or, or trainer or anything yeah, into a, a card finder now, and, and it'll bring it into the drafter. Um, this is all through like Google Sheets, which is just insane to think yeah. about. Uh, but I will mention Tabletop Simulator. That is one that has been gaining a lot of traction lately. Yeah. That, one's, um, that one's also pretty popular too, where you like load in the cube through like a, was it like a workshop plugin? I, I don't know exactly. I think the, you, the I think you, I think there's like a like a workshop plugin for like building the cube and like you play in that. Like I think there's there's definitely ways to do it. I haven't before, but I've I've seen that come up a lot. Yeah, I I've seen it done. Uh, I've worked with it a little bit. Um, it uh, it's a pretty popular way to do it, especially if you're just gonna play like a one-off cube. It replicates the experience of sitting at a table better than right. any other way to do it but uh when it when it comes to like absolute competitive integrity and ease of access is the big thing for me um ultimately it's going to be harder to set up a tabletop simulator draft than it is going to be to run a google sheets draft and then play it in untap which untap is a platform that you can play uh lots of different card games pokemon is one of them uh online totally free and uh not too hard to learn usually people can pick it up in just a few minutes and that's how we play everything on the cube discord so you know do what works best for you um if your whole group doesn't have tabletop simulator totally fine play play with the drafter um it's publicly available very easy to find in the discord um play with untap um definitely do not need that if you want an experience that is similar to playing at a table go for tabletop simulator right. and invest in that route so uh or, or if you're already an experienced tabletop simulator user then it's going to be a lot easier for you to set up you're going to be used to a lot of the hurdles that you have to jump through to get there so it's not going to be as big of a turnoff as it might be if you are starting from ground zero right and then so imagining if we weren't like you know, in a pandemic the normal way that we used to cube is in person <laughs> right someone would bring a cube up and then we would just draft it, which is fun. Uh, so can't really recommend that right now. Definitely keep your social distancing. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're not through this just yet, but um, you know, when everything's open back up and we're back in playing at tournaments, you'll you'll definitely find people cubing uh, during the event. I know Connor, you feel like sometimes you just go to the event just to cube. <laughs> yeah, uh, since uh, since I left the competitive scene in 2018, I have gone to several large events. And, uh, and not participated. I, I've literally just gone to play cube with the people that have dropped or the other people that have gone and, and just gone for the trip and not to play. Um, so That was <laughs> your NAIC experience, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my NAIC experience. Uh, that was my experience in Saint, or Collinsville Regionals in 2020 before right. everything shut down. Um, so uh, definitely, definitely be on the lookout for that. Once things are back open, people are getting together 
play at your local, you know, bring bring your cube to your locals, talk your friends into it. Uh, hopefully you don't have to do too much convincing. <laughs> um, take it to events, all kinds of ways to get into it once things are open back up. But for the time being, the Discord server, uh, there's also a Facebook group. Facebook group, I haven't seen a lot of cubes being coordinated through. I think Discord is definitely the place to do it right now. Um, you know, or, or even just talk to your friends in your group chats. Be like, hey guys, I, I set this cube up in Tabletop Simulator in this Google Sheet. You want to play with me? Um, there are a lot of ways to do it online now. So Yeah, and uh, as you brought up the Facebook group, actually, if you're on Facebook right now and you want to get uh, you want to get involved with people who are cubing and help get into the cube Discord and everything, uh, find us on Legend Box. Uh, that's, that's, you can just find us on Facebook. Um, we'll talk more about the about the, the whole Discord in the next segment, but um you know that's a really easy way to get involved and start to find people um the cube discord i would say is probably the most prominent like that's definitely like where most people are right now so uh if you're trying to get into drafting i would definitely recommend the cube discord if you're trying to just like you know get introduced to maybe some people definitely look us up on facebook on the, the legend box just my little plug <laughs> Even, we're both admins on there so it's a plug yeah, Le Legend Box is a good group. Great group to like share your cube too. If you just want to like talk to people, you know, get different people's opinions. Uh, Legend Box is great for some discussions and and fast little questions and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but, it's hard to get uh, that same kind of connection as, that Discord has because everyone's like online and you can see right. voice chat. There's just a lot going on. Right. The in in the Discord, the conversations are uh, pretty much constant. <laughs> I would say so. So I. If you're looking for that, then that would be the place to be. I think I think we're at a good cutoff point for this segment. Again, if you're interested in cubing like right now, uh, stay tuned because we're going to give you the whole lowdown on the cube Discord and all the different options you'd have towards cube events. Um, because in twenty and I guess twenty twenty one now during the pandemic, cube has never been more alive, which is kind of weird to say. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Connor's going to basically give us a whole lowdown on everything you can expect in the cube Discord going forward. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be with that shortly. Hello and welcome back to PQ, the one and only Pokemon Cube podcast. Once again, I'm Andrew Martin, brought to you uh, by, with Connor Lavelle. Uh, previously, we talked about what exactly Cube is and uh, pretty much the different facets of Cube. Um, but now, uh, you can actually draft Cube online, and you can do it now if you wanted to. And a lot of that's been attributed to like what has happened over Discord, with the Cube Discord. And if you didn't know, Connor is a huge uh, contributor to that. Uh, Connor, why don't you talk about your experience in the Cube Discord, like how you got involved, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I'll I'll say it right now. I'm probably the big, uh, probably the biggest Cube Discord stan on Earth. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I'm a tremendous fan of it, and I think that's probably a good thing because I do own it now. Um, yeah, that's a, a very little, good thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit. So so what it is? It is essentially the best place to gather and find actual cubes being played that anybody can get into for free right um, it has an amazing community we have lots of official events people do things unofficially all the time we have little side events uh, as far as we have like a progression series that's going people run their own cubes you know you can literally jump in the group and say hey who wants to run my cube uh hit or miss on whether that fires uh usually usually the cubes with official support behind them end up firing much more reliably but uh sometimes you you do get it so so people just uh, get together and draft yeah like even today actually we had somebody say uh who would want to play in a cube like tonight or tomorrow and and they've got a group ready to fire so um 
definitely something that can be done and definitely something that people do and are encouraged to do. Um, when I joined on, we were pretty small. I, I don't know exactly how many members we had. I want to say between 50 and 70. I can't remember those days. Yeah, that was like, was that like, uh, was that a year ago? Maybe a little bit more. It was, so I joined in December of 2019. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. And I think I uh, came around April. Yeah, yeah. So, so got a little more established. We've kind of had a couple of surges. Um, so I joined in December of 2019, and um, I was just a player for a while, and then I became an admin because I contributed a lot. And uh, and then over time, the original owner had to step back. He had some things going on that just made him too busy to run it. And, uh, and then uh, eventually he granted me ownership of the server. So um, I, I do own the server now. I have a, an admin team who is incredible. Um, they, uh, they have tons of great skills, super friendly people, always willing to help, uh, super helpful with running events. We, uh, we are now over 250 members. So, That's huge. That's so huge. <laughs> so we have, we have grown significantly and, and there are a lot of very active members as well. Um, I've never done the metrics on it, but I would have to say, you know, probably probably between 50 and 100 unique users post at least every month. Um, probably even more than that if I really did the numbers on it. But uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm like, a, so I'm like a more like casual observer. I usually am like busy for like you, uh, Cubelink stuff. But uh, I've been more recently coming back. And like, honestly, every time I come back, I feel like things have just been growing. Um, right now, I see like there's always a bunch of discussion going on. There's a ton of different like ways to get involved because there's a lot of different uh, options in terms of events. Uh, the people are really friendly. I haven't really had a bad experience with anybody yet. I mean, in the Cube League, you're meeting new people all the time and drafting with these people. And I honestly have just enjoyed getting to, like, you know, hang out, you know, joke around and play Cube with, like, strangers. It's been really fun. Yeah, it, it's a very, I would say in general, it's a very welcoming environment. Um, very, uh, very easy to get involved, have a good time, casual. The only time where it's going to be a little bit less casual is if you're playing in some of the official events, and then of course we have like rules that we have to enforce and that kind of thing. But but still, um, the people are still really even fun. Those, it's still really chill yeah, atmosphere. Even the competitive events are are pretty chill. <laughs> yeah. So so then it's all this is all through remote drafting, right? I mean, we talked about that before, but do you kind of just want to go right. into like the at least how that works in first cube league and all that other stuff? Yeah, so so we, for the Cube, for all of the Discord's events, we use the same setup to run them. Uh, we use a Google Sheets drafter, which we've talked about already. Uh, very easy to access, totally browser-based. All you need is a link, and you're good to go. And, uh, and we use untap.in uh, as our platform of choice to actually play the games. Uh, it is great for Cubes with special rules, because a lot of it's manual, totally free, browser-based. Um, that is that is what we use and what we will probably continue to use for for the foreseeable future unless there is a dedicated like pokemon cube platform that yeah. comes out we'll probably continue to do things the way we do them right now um just because it's, it's worked out so well well what's pretty nice too is that you don't have to know anything about cube to even do it like you just we I mean, had people like literally show up like i think the last month who never cubed before and then they just got them right in on like a weekend cube or something yeah yeah definitely so um, super approachable <laughs> We had, so uh, the Jay Wits released a video talking about Cube. He 
uh, had a bunch of links and our, our Discord server was one of them and we got a huge influx of players at that time. And um, the uh, I think we got like six of them or so into uh, into the event that we were running. Like these these are hour. people that just were just <laughs> so, new. They didn't they never like yeah, maybe some of you before, but like they were just like completely new to the Discord. So it's that easy to get involved. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, lots of it's very easy to get involved. There are a lot of different ways to get involved too, which we're gonna go into uh, next. But I won't jump the gun too much. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> fine. I mean, we're almost there. I think the last thing I want to mention too is like uh, the reason why we kind of say this is that he before I felt like was a lot more. Um, it's like a lot of more higher barrier to entry because someone would have to have a cube to even like you know do it i mean that makes sense right but like uh so if no one in your area like had a cube it was kind of hard to like find a place to draft or you know meet people who are interested but now in like the current year it's it's a lot easier you can find so many people in this one discord who are interested in drafting all the time it feels like the format's a lot more accessible than it's ever been would you agree yeah for sure and um you know, and, and that's one of the reasons why I think that the Cube Discord will probably continue to be quite popular after, you know, things open back up, because there is an unparalleled convenience to the platform. Right. You, there is no barrier to entry. Um, you just you, gotta show everything up. <laughs> is, yeah, you just gotta show up. Everything is free. Um, we run a ton of official events where you don't even have to take part in a setup. Uh, you can literally just say, I want to play. And then when the event starts, uh, hop into a draft tab and you're on your way. So um, really, really fantastic convenience to it. Yeah, and it, it, and again, if this is interesting, I'll, there'll be a link to the Cube Discord in the description if you're watching on YouTube. So definitely check that out. I uh, would like to go into more about what different events you can expect to find since I know uh, there's a ton going on right now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More going on right now than has ever been going on before. So it's cool. There's a, I mean, it's it's really cool to go into like the channel and see like all the, like the different uh, like or did it go into the Discord and see all the channels like light up? Like there's like a bunch of different events happening. So, uh, we can kind of get into that. So I mean, I, like you said, they're all free. You don't have to pay money to do any of the events, right? They're all free. Yeah, all of the events are free. Uh, they are they are gonna be free forever. That is okay. Cool. The the number one goal of at least my number one goal but i think i share it with the rest of the admin team we want every event in the discord to be as approachable as possible um so events are always going to be free regardless of whether they have prizes or not um and uh and that is not going to change i, I so. think that's fantastic especially for making the format you know still like available but also you can have that competitive aspect to it some of you know, so a lot of people, even if there's no, like, you know, you're not paying to join. Like, I think people, like, have, like, that incentive to want to just do really well. <laughs> right. Which is really cool. So I guess let's get into the first one, Cube Weekend, right? I think that's almost, would you say, self-explanatory in a way? I mean, there's definitely things to talk about, but <laughs> yeah, is it Cube think... on the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the most uh, self-descriptive title. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's a completely casual event. Uh, and it, it, I hesitate to even call it an event, but we do, the admins do run it, so it is an event. Um, we essentially run a cube or two, sometimes three, every single weekend at this point uh, for almost a month now we've been doing it. Nice. Uh, so we play different cubes every time. We haven't had a repeat, not to say we couldn't, because we definitely could. Uh, 
a lot of people will submit their cubes to be run on the weekend, um, either for testing purposes because they want to try and have their cube run for a more official event, or um, or just for fun because they they want to have their cube tested and see how it goes. Yeah, um, and what's funny about that too, and like uh, people who own cubes will understand that there's so much value in just having your cube drafted, even if you're not even playing it. Like if you if you take how people like respond to your card like the cards and like what like maybe you need to balance like it's crazy to just like drafting it once could like influence a ton of decisions so this is probably a really easy way for people to get like their their cubes drafted for the first time and you know get started on the legwork right yeah and and if you're looking for feedback too i mean a lot of the people that are going to sign up for these have tons and tons of cube experience they're going to be excellent voices that you can hear from and, and get feedback from so yeah. uh your cube can even even if you are brand new to cube building you are going to be able to get excellent feedback and improve your cube really fast yeah that's awesome uh, so so it's basically just like you know an organized way of having a cube every weekend one or two depending yeah yeah um so do you play them all in one one sitting do you like draft and then play yep so so it's just you draft and then you play usually it takes uh five or six hours from beginning of the draft to the last match played um Sometimes there are delays depending on people's. I don't know, sometimes there are delays. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, Life happens. But uh, we we have pumped through them quicker than that as well. Uh, so it, it just depends. Uh, luck of the draw. Sometimes. Well, normal cubing uh, also takes a while too. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're very very casual. There's absolutely nothing on the line whatsoever. So um, this is the most casual environment. Um, this is akin to you know playing at a table with your friends and depending on your friend group it might even be more casual than that (laughs) (laughs) right on uh, stress-free great place to try out new cubes if you are familiar with the format you want to get a feel for what other cubes are out there great place to get involved you know doesn't even take your doesn't even take a full day so yeah i got um, to try uh one that was like uh it was like gen 7 all-stars it was like all based around uh sun and moon I thought that was a cool oh. idea. Yeah, that's uh, that's Bent's cube. We uh, we have been running that one on and off for a little bit, and he's been making improvements every time. Uh, I do think that we're probably going to end up running that for a league in the next couple of months, but I don't know exactly when. So he's been able to make improvements just by drafting on the cube weekend. I I had a good time, and I, I that's kind of one of the things that I like about something like this is like. If I just want to, like, cue... I don't want to, like, make a huge commitment to something, but, like, if I just want something, like, you know... Like, I have time on my hands. It's the weekend. I want I want to cue. Like, people are going to be there to, you know, fire one. So it's just kind of a fun way just to get get involved without having to, like, spend a ton of time. Right. So I guess, like, the next thing is... Unless you have anything else to talk about cube weekend. Um, yeah. No, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. It's just come in, say you want to play... You're good to go. I think, <laughs> I think probably one of my favorite uh, events that's running, and like I think probably one of the most organized ones is like the Cube League. Yes. So why don't you talk about that? Like, what is it? Like, you know, what do you do? Uh, so Cube League is an event where it's essentially a Swiss format, Swiss with a top cut format cube tournament. Um, our next one starts on January twenty third one every month and a half or so, so we, we call six it a, weeks. 
yeah, yeah. We we call it a monthly league. It's not not usually monthly. Usually it's like <laughs> once every other or once every month and a half, once every other month, depending on how many other events are going on. But um should should be about every month and a half now because we have a bigger admin team. We're more on top of events. But uh so to me it is the pinnacle of online cube play. Um mm-hmm. it is best of three. So you get really cool series. Um, everybody drafts at the same time. There are different pods. So you draft in a pod of six to eight. And then after the draft, all the pods are dissolved. It's all like the same cube. So like if you're using like one cube list, like everyone's drafting from that cube list per se. Yeah. So everybody, everybody drafts that same cube, um, no matter what pod you're in. Yeah. And, uh, so, so once you draft and you build your deck and you submit it, all of the pods are then dissolved and everyone is paired together for Swiss rounds. Uh, usually we have five Swiss rounds due to a top eight, although with the expansion lately, I think we're probably going to be in, or end up moving up to uh, six Swiss rounds with a top eight. Oh, okay. uh, So it is um, more competitive because it is a real tournament, and the winners, the, the top eight finishers, they get cube points which are points that qualify them for champions cube champions cube is the only invite only event on the server it is also the only event on the server that pays cash oh that's Uh, cool so you can actually like make money by cubing (laughs) yes in in some way (laughs) definitely not enough to make a living um, uh yeah to make my living <laughs> but uh well, I, that's really cool though there is some incentive yeah yeah definitely so people work toward that we usually run uh two or three champions cubes a year although we we've run one so far the next one is coming up uh, on the sixth i'll talk about it a little bit more sure. later but um it uh it is something that people strive toward and the cube league is the best place to get points for champions cube um so are and these points like for it, like rankings? Yes. Yeah. So so we do have rankings on the server, uh, based on top finishes. That that's all it's based on. It's completely objective. There's no subjectivity to it. You don't have to worry about people, you know, playing favorites or whatever. Um, and that is strictly based off of points received from top finishes. Oh yeah, uh, that's cool. So you can kind of compare like how you're doing to like in you know in respect to like the whole league and sort of like kind of progress throughout the you know your mountain cube definitely and i would say the cube league too is probably the best place to better your cube game because mm-hmm. if you play more casual cube you're going to get experience you're going to get better for sure yeah but if you play in the cube league you're playing against people that are trying to win yeah <laughs> i don't really think it's like a casual like there's nothing wrong with like a casual cube experience but like you know people are gonna like probably at least in our friendship <laughs> like me more you're not gonna get as serious drafts for it. Like, I feel like in cube league, like people feel like they're playing for something, like whether it's trying to do well for the rankings or trying to get into the cube, like champions cube. So, I, I definitely agree. Uh, having done cube league, I, I definitely feel that more like competitive experience. And it's not like people are like jerks or anything, but they definitely feel like the sense of people take more pride in you know trying to do well. Right. It's more official. Right. Um, yeah. We don't have rule sharks. We have pretty relaxed penalties in general. Like it, it's not like a like a real high level tournament or anything. Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, but it's it's more competitive than your your kitchen table cube for sure. It's it's a real event. Um, there are real prizes. I mean, they're fake prizes. They're just they're just uh, virtual points that don't mean anything. But uh, <laughs> well, they but, could. I mean, if you get into Champions Cube, you might actually look at making some money. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And and that's kind of the the carrot on the stick <laughs> that uh, yeah. uh, you strive for is that that champions cube and the payout and the recognition that comes from that too you you get a special role in the server um and i don't know just uh just having your name up on the rankings to oh, say it feels like good to be on top. <laughs> yeah like yeah. just having your name there to say that you are one of the best on the server that is full of people who are super into cube is, is a really cool thing well, it's kind of like when you're playing on, like, I don't know, Pokemon doesn't have a rank ladder, but, like, Magic, like, when you're going through all the rank stuff, like, when you get to, like, I don't know, like, above, like, Platinum, you start feeling, like, pretty good about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it's, mean it's, anything, but it, it does to you, you know? <laughs> it, it's the closest thing to a ladder that there is for Cube. Yeah. So, I think that's right. I like that. Yeah. I, I enjoy it a lot. I like it being there. Um, I, I think it's contributed positively. So uh, you know more more reasons for people to get excited. Yeah, definitely. The other thing I was going to mention um, is that these games aren't played all at once, right? They're kind of played throughout. Yes. There's like a certain time frame. <laughs> Very good to mention. Yeah, so the Cube League, everybody drafts it once, and you have about a day to build your deck and test, and then the Swiss rounds start. You so we recently extended the length of rounds. You are going to have a minimum of four days to play your round. A lot of the time you're going to have five days. Uh, so you have quite a bit of time to get just a single best of three match in there. Um, people are generally very easy to work with as far as mm -hmm. scheduling matches. So that's that's not typically a big issue. Now, the um, one thing I did want to bring up, and it's not really an issue, it's just something to be aware of, that there are different, there's people from across the world. Like I've, I've played people who are in like the, the UK. I've played like people who are like uh, maybe in like, you know, the West Coast. I'm in obviously Central and you're in Missouri. So um this you do get to meet people from like all different uh all across the world too which is kind of cool yeah yeah i really like that uh actually the the admin team right now we have three people from the u.s and then we have um one player from the uk and one player from brazil oh actually i didn't know that that's really cool yeah yeah so that's our our admin team right now um we re recently picked up uh, an australian player so we have um in the group we we quite literally have people in australia playing against people in the uk yeah which so are that, like opposite sides of the world so that can always be like you know but i feel like you're given enough time to like figure that out it's not really like an issue yeah yeah i mean so everything in the server is kind of coordinated in central time um which which makes it easy for people even when you live very far away from each other to figure out what times work right so I have never seen time zones prevent people from getting a game in. Especially because like you're given like a, quite a few days and potentially even an extension if you need it. Like it's, it's really I, so <laughs> easy to. <laughs> I will say one caveat on the extensions because we have ex uh, extended the rounds. I think we are going to do away with extensions. Oh, I see. Um, essentially, every single round is just going to have an extension attached to it. Uh, in the sense that every single round is going to be a day longer than it used to be. And then uh, I think oh, we're going to okay. do away with extensions just to keep stuff on schedule, especially now that we've got so many people, so many events. It, uh, I actually like that better. That just gives you more time. That's kind of what it boils down to, right? Like, it's going to be like a one-day thing, so just adding an extra day, it's fine. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the idea um, with rounds being longer, people have plenty of time to get their game in and, uh, and, you know, you can work around events in your life, events in your opponent's life. It is not a difficult thing to do. Right. And this is like, you, you, you would say this is like probably one of the best places to get better at cube, right? Cause it's like a very competitive, but also like, it's okay if you don't do the best, like, Oh, the best place yeah. for sure. So all lists are public for cube league. So you can see what other players are building. You can see what the players who do very well are building. Um, you can see what the players who are not doing as well are building and you will play at least like it, it provided you don't drop, which you are welcome to drop at any point. Um, you play five unique opponents. And even if you lose all five of those matches, you've seen five separate decks in action. You've seen what their strategy is. You've seen what their decks can do. And you you learn every single time you lose one of those matches, you learn, like, this is another angle I can approach this from. This is another thing that can be done in cube. There's something, um, too, with that that I want to point out. So that's, that's so true. And, like, uh, I'll go into, like, a cube not knowing what's in it, and, like, I'll draft my line, and... You know, I'll, I'll play against other decks, and I'll be like, oh, I didn't think about putting those pieces together. Like, I'll see a deck that's maybe got a unique strategy, and be like, oh, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. So I think that's kind of cool, too, with playing the different decks. Definitely. Yeah, I would say every single Cube League, I see at least one deck where I'm like, I, I hadn't thought of that. Um, so always exciting to see that. So I, th I think we I think we got the, pretty much the whole gist of Cube League. The next thing that um, kind of an interesting take on, like, a... Um, just like a like a group uh, aspect is the team showdown. Team showdown is a new event that has been very very successful. Um, what, what is it exactly? So the next uh, the next cycle starts on February first. So that is going to be the next uh, interval you're able to register for. It's a three v three cube event. So you and two other players, they could be your friends. They could be teammates you are assigned because you can sign up with one, two, or three people. You don't have to have a team signing up. Uh, so you you and your team play against another team of three. You do a six-man draft. You build your decks. You can strategize together. You cannot talk to each other uh, on the side during the draft. So all, all, the, all the communication during the draft has to be public. Okay, um, yeah, that's fair. So, so you can't basically tell your friend, you know, in a, a chat channel, like, oh, I'm on Blastoise. Nobody else draft Blastoise. Like, uh, but, you, you but, you're, but you're drafting <laughs> with the team you're playing against. Is that right? Right. Yes, oh, you are okay. drafting really cool. with the team you're playing against. That's so interesting then, because, you know, the other thing about hate drafting, and you could be hurting your, your teammates, too. If you're... <laughs> yeah, and that's very true. So um, Team Showdown is, is young. It is not an event that has been played a lot. People are trying lots of different strategies as far as team tactics and strategization are concerned sure but um i will say that there's there's a lot to it there's a lot to your team strategy you know some somebody might go into your team discussion and say i want to plan to draft lightning or i want to plan to draft ambrose and for starters is anybody else on the team going to say well i want to draft ambrose <laughs> right <laughs> provided provided that doesn't happen because a lot of the time it doesn't um you you get to the actual draft and well what if somebody on the other team has done the same thing right what's your game plan right exactly how are you going to adapt and yeah, yeah. so 
on on my team um so i i am definitely going to uh going to talk my team up because uh, we are undefeated not not collectively in games but in overall team matches um we are doing quite well in team cube and uh we have not outlined specific archetypes that we are going to like try and actively draft we've only gone into the strategy and said these are powerful decks that you can get into and then essentially it's up to the player in the draft to decide which one they are seeing the cards for and they want to go for at that time so then um, like um if i'm someone who doesn't really know anybody in the discord and wanted to get involved like you said that, that's like an option right you just get auto assigned yeah, yeah. So you can sign up totally alone. Don't even have to know anybody in the cube group to sign up. Um, just cool. sign up alone. And uh, and then you'll get paired with other people who've signed up alone, or you'll get paired with a duo. And then you, it's a great way to make friends uh, because, you know, you will get paired with people that, <laughs> that you need to talk to. Um, and, uh, and I know some people in the group that have been in the group for a long time and made some great friends through Team Cube that they you know, had maybe talked to before, but weren't that close to. Um, so I do think the sense of community and the sense of conversation and all that in Team Cube is amazing and uh, very, very valuable and so much fun. I will say, so if Team Cube happened faster, because I like to play Cube a lot. So, you sure. know, I, I want to <laughs> play a lot of Cubes. I want to I play a lot of games. The only thing that I wish was different about team cube is that i wish it you know we played more matches but we play one round a month so one cube draft a month um you do your draft and then each member of of um each team will play the other members of the team will play the members of the other team so essentially you play three games you play three games a month and that's that's the round do you just coordinate team. that game throughout them are those games throughout the month or is it like a schedule or uh, there's no schedule, so it's whatever allow uh, whatever the players' schedules allow for. So Got the, it. the it's very flexible. Right. This is the ultimate flexible event. No matter what your schedule looks like, all you've got to do is put a couple hours a month into the team showdown, and you are participating fully in, in an official event. Um, nice i mean i think that's great i mean like you really don't have to like put much forward to get into that yeah yeah very easy to get into so much fun i have really really enjoyed talking with my team and talking strategy and just you know having other people that you can uh you can share your successes with you can celebrate their successes if if things didn't go right you can talk about why and you can learn from that and it's just overall a really positive experience uh, just in case anyone was interested in like signing up for event like this, do you have any like tips for anyone who's just like maybe only ever drafted like normally, and this is like a new like dynamic working with the team? Um, I would say number one, talk to your teammates. Yeah, communicate. <laughs> Communication is huge. Number two, don't be too rigid. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So, so like, don't get too like stuck in the ground on something. Exactly. Don't there is no hill worth dying on in team showdown so like what does that look like like you really wanted to draft like like this one line i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah like let's say you really want to draft the uh, lux ray mm -hmm. 
but you have a teammate that really wants to draft Lux Ray as well. It's just not worth fighting your teammate for Lux Ray. Right. They're not really going to contribute to the overall picture of what you're trying to do. Right. I mean, if you both think that Lux Ray is just unequivocally the best archetype in a cube, which I do suppose could happen, but we, we generally play pretty tested cubes for Team Showdown, so not likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you and a teammate is like, Lux Ray is the best, I, I'm going to play it. I mean, play Rock, Paper, Scissors or something to be done with it. Like, it is not mm-hmm. something to argue about. And there's a solid chance, too, that you and your teammate have overlooked something or, or you're just not seeing things in a totally rounded way. And there are plenty of other strategies that you can get into as well. So, um, so I guess be open-minded. Yeah, communicate, be open-minded. Don't be too rigid about stuff. Uh, and, and you're going to have a great time and you're going to do well. And uh, another benefit to Team Showdown is for each team win you get, uh, every member of your team gets five cube points toward qualifying to Champions Cube. So that's the other way you can get points for that to qualify. Uh, if your schedule doesn't allow for a cube league because it's too tight, if cube league is a little bit too difficult to actually snag those points in, then uh, then team showdown could be your place. Could also so. help you like make up for lost ground. Like maybe if you like weren't doing well yeah. in the beginning of cube league and you you know trying to get in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've had people qualify exclusively through Team Cube, and it's not easy to do necessarily, just because you know you you do have to still win matches, but um, it's another avenue, and right. it's easier than Cube League. Yeah. So. so, anything else on Team Showdown before we move on? Um, not not too much. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Sign up for it. <laughs> February first, right? February first, yeah. I, I cannot emphasize enough that signups for Team Showdown are really, really critical to get in at the beginning of the cycle because there are not a lot of great ways to get involved after the season has started. And you don't need a team. You just, you just need, need to sign up. <laughs> yep, you just need yourself. If you have a team, phenomenal. Sign yeah. up with everybody. If you don't have a team, sign up on your own. You will be covered. Cool. Well, then I think we should get to the, probably the, I feel like the, like the most premier event like the champions cube like what can you explain that yeah definitely so champions cube you know it, it's the event that, that people strive for uh, the, <laughs> well, the, the more next... you can make money right <laughs> that's always the point. it is it is um so it's uh the next one happens on february 6th um we we have almost all of our qualifiers locked in there are just a couple of people that might be able to get in outstanding um it has cash prizing at least a couple hundred dollars every time. I think last time the prize pool was something around $300. I can't confirm exactly what it'll be this upcoming time, but it, it'll be all right. That's really good <laughs> I, for not having to like pay to like enter or anything. Like. Yeah. yeah, considering considering everything is free the whole time, you're essentially just playing cube for fun. Um, it is... I think it's a solid prize pool. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. But yeah, so that's really cool. So that's like, uh, is that just like based off like an X amount of players in like the cube ladder? So it is based, so so we have a point cutoff. It's okay. not a ranking cutoff, it's a point cutoff. Kind of like an uh, invite for like Worlds? So yeah, so yeah, so it's like a Worlds invite. Uh, right now it is 10 points to qualify Okay. for Champions Cube. Uh, I think for the second season, I haven't run this by the other admins yet. This might be the first time they're hearing of it. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
I think for the second season, we're going to increase it to 15 points required, but we're also going to increase the number of points that Cubely gives out. Okay. So, um, I think it'll probably be 15 points uh, next season, but either way, totally doable. Uh, not not impossible to qualify for by any means. You do not have to be insanely good at Cube. Um, tons of people who are very new to the format within the last few months have qualified, so do not feel discouraged, essentially. Even if you are totally new to Cube, if you are not good at Cube right now, it is very easy to learn with all the resources a group has and, and make that qualification. Um, but it is best of three double elimination. Uh, the first one we did happened over the course of a weekend. I think this one will probably happen over the course of a couple of weekends, um, just to make things a little bit easier on people. But uh, normally our events are twists. So seeing double elimination, uh, it, it becomes exciting in a way that no other event is. Um, we do bracket predictions. You actually get a special role, and we're adding a special emote uh, in the group uh, for having the best bracket prediction. Oh, kind of like basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, exactly like that. Um, there's no cool. cash prize, but it's fun. Uh, and, and a lot of people do get into it. We had quite a few brackets submitted last time. so um, I actually didn't know uh, that. I'm definitely going to submit a bracket because I love doing that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're super fun. I mean, the people that are playing in the event submit brackets. The people who are spectating the event submit brackets. Um, it, it's just a good time all around. I, I do really enjoy the bracket prediction thing. Uh, I actually did my bracket on stream immediately after the draft uh, last time, so that yeah. was that was. When's the fantasy cube draft coming out, right? <laughs> oh, right, exactly. Yeah, the, the fantasy cube league. That, uh, but seriously, though, that's really cool. That gives everyone a way to get involved, even if you're not playing. Yeah. Yeah, we try and make the Champions Cube more of a spectator event than any of the other events, and and all of the other events are totally free to spectate um team showdown has some restrictions like you can't spectate the opposing team and that kind of thing sure. in certain situations but uh, in general all of the events you are completely allowed and encouraged to spectate um which is awesome like right now we're in top eight for the cube league there are tons of really great matches going on right now you can see what the best decks can do and how they do it um whether you're new or or very experienced in cube. I mean, I've been in cube, you know, we already talked about it, but I've been in cube for a long time and I really love to watch the top matches for the cube league and just see people's decks and how they play. Yeah. Cause that's the uh, other aspect of it too. It's like, you can see how they built the deck, but you know, so they get to see like the plays they're making or like their, like their approach to the deck. Like that's a whole nother side of it that when you're just regularly cubing, you don't really get to see unless maybe your match finished early. So I, right. I like that a lot about it. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. And Champions Cube 2, if you're a spectator, you, you have this unique angle that nobody else really has um, where somebody is, is actively describing what's going on as it happens. Yeah. And and there's analysis going on, which, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't really happen otherwise. So um, it's just a really cool spectator event. It's it's an even cooler event to play in. So, Do you guys uh, stream it? we do stream it so i streamed the last one we have been talking some changes for the stream and the next one but i absolutely want to stream it somehow so i think that's going to happen um some way or another so we'll be able to uh, probably have more details on that later but right. that would be a really cool thing to watch 
Definitely, yeah. So so February 6th, you're definitely going to be able to watch that stream. Uh, unfortunately, last time we did not stream the draft. This time, I would say we probably will not stream the draft again, just because we have never had an issue with cheating in the cube or in the, in the group. But if there were ever going to be cheating, Champions Cube would probably be the event where it happened, just because... So it's just uh, like, you know, good business. Right. Um, I so, can respect so that. As exciting as streaming the draft may be, we don't because the advantage that could be gained from somebody that is actually drafting, watching the stream of the draft, would be tremendous. Yeah. So we don't stream the draft. We do stream the matches. Um, and uh, and the matches are super exciting. I really enjoyed watching all the matches. I enjoyed commentating on the matches last time. So, uh, Well, it should be a lot of fun then. Yeah, I, I think so. I get really excited for Champions Cube. It's it's kind of a different uh, different game. Well, it's like you know, it's like the worlds of Cube, you know, and like in this Cube League, like you know, you get to. I mean, it's just like the cherry on top because you get to play in the Cube League. If you're really invested, you played a lot of games, and you like, kind of worked for this like invite, and then like now you get a chance to compete for like cash, which is kind of cool. And like meanwhile, you're still just cubing. Like it's not like you're being asked to like grind like forty league cups. Like you're doing something that hopefully you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully you're not forcing yourself to do this. Gosh, right? There's <laughs> like you know, there's enough on the line that it's not like it's not very. You don't feel like you're like trying to. Not a lot at stake, but there's also there's a reason to get involved. So, right? Yeah. So that's kind of the uh, that's the kind of like the gist of the cube league. Like, I mean, hopefully everyone understands. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot of parts, but I think what it offers really is kind of just there's a way for everyone to get involved if they really if they want to cube yes yeah tons of different ways to get involved yeah so if you're, not, you're... Not one um we have people play in all of our events we have people play in one of our events they there are just tons and tons of different ways that you can be involved in the group so yeah well, i was gonna say like so if you're like listening to this and like maybe you're like interested in cube but you know you don't have any groups that are cubing or any friends that are cubing and we're in a pandemic but you really want to get involved like uh just you know sign up for the discord or find us on legend box you can get into the discord that way and um and like that'll help you you can get involved like right away so hopefully uh hopefully we make a strong case for why cube league is like the place to be <laughs> or, or cube the cube discord is, itself too there's a lot just so much going on so much variety and so much to look forward to um that i hope uh i hope that if anyone's trying to get into cube there's definitely a way to do it uh especially like right now Definitely, yeah. And and just to highlight once again, Cube League, January 23rd is the next one. Team Showdown, February 1st. Champions Cube, February 6th. So those are, are your big dates coming up. So keep an eye on the calendar for that. Awesome. So uh, that's going to wrap up this segment on the Cube Discord. And links are going to be in the description for the those watching on YouTube uh, who want to get involved. Of course, you can also find us on Legendbox and Facebook to get into the Discord. Uh, is there a way, like, I can, that you can just search for the Cube Discord? I don't think there is, right? On Legendbox? Oh, no, just in general, like... Uh... If gosh, there if there know. was a better way just to, besides Facebook, just to go straight in, I was, I was hoping I wasn't glossing over it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, maybe I can Google it and find it. Uh, but nevertheless, like, you can find us on, uh, Facebook. That's a really great way to get involved and to get into something like Discord um but we'll be back we're gonna we're gonna go into our, our closing segment and we'll see you soon thank you for tuning in to our pilot episode of p cube our goal is to explore the world of pokemon one episode at a time 
New episodes will be released every other Thursday, so tune in January 28th for the next one. There's a lot more Cube content to cover, so consider subscribing so you won't miss future episodes. Now, on to the next segment. Alright, and welcome back to this uh, closing segment. Uh, we talked a lot of ground, we covered a lot of ground, we talked about a lot about what Cube is and how to get involved. Hopefully, if you're interested in the Cube uh, Discord, there's, I mean, there's a lot of ways to find us. Like, Facebook's a good way, the Legend Box. Uh, Connor actually did some research. You actually can Google search us. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Um, the first result, if you Google search Pokemon Cube Discord, is uh, a Reddit thread that I commented on in November. So you can find the there. link there? Yes, there is a link there. It does not expire, so... Perfect. So yeah, so you can find us like literally right now if you're interested. Uh, Cube events are starting soon, so you're gonna be able to find a lot of ways to get involved if that's you know what you want. Um, but you know, let's uh, take a step back and really, I mean, this podcast is gonna be a lot more about like cube concepts. So uh, you know, for this time we wanted to talk about kind of like the big overarching things, like what is a cube, and we'll probably be referencing a lot of what happens in like Cube League and stuff like that, just because there's a lot of interesting topics within that space. So um, we kind of thought it would be a great idea to even just go over that in depth and give people an idea of like what to like what that's all about. Um, but going forward, you can also expect a lot more discussion about just the various parts of Cube. And uh, hopefully by this point, you can see where we're coming from. There's just so much out there, right? Would you agree, Connor? There's just so much out there. Yeah. It's <laughs> an endless amount to explore. And I feel like we're gonna we always keep finding more. <laughs> Definitely um so there's a lot there's a lot of things to talk about um which is why we're doing this uh and i'm 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 excited um there's a lot i've been looking forward to especially by like being able to just take piece by piece like these different subjects and just kind of pick them apart uh this podcast is probably gonna be like twice a month uh concurrently on thursdays um that's at least the goal (laughs) as As I'm as I'm saying this right now on uh, January seventh, so if this is out by the fourteenth, I, I did my I did a good job. <laughs> but, I have uh, faith. Yeah, um, but we're looking forward. I hope you guys are looking forward to it too. Uh, do you have any like final thoughts on this first episode, Connor? Uh, I I'm just really excited to be doing this. Really excited to uh, help people learn about Cube, help people get farther into Cube, and, and as we move forward into our analysis, into our breakdowns, into our discussions, help people think about Cube, uh, think about it in different ways, and, and improve and get better at it. So I'm just uh, really excited for what's in store. I completely agree. And hey, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Again, we're all only getting started. There's a wide variety of topics we have we have to cover. So you definitely don't want to miss future episodes. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow so you can get notified in the next episodes. If you're on iTunes, whatever you have to do, I actually don't use it, but whatever button you have to click to get uh, notified when we're uploading again. Next episode's going to be out January 28th. I don't know what we're going to be talking about yet. It's probably Cube related because it's a Cube podcast. So make sure you're there and tuning in. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening. My name's Andrew Martin. Brought to you with Connor Lavelle. This has been Geek Cubed, and we'll see you guys next time.